After a long and perilous search, the Jedi finally tracked down Separatist leader Count Dooku. During a heroic attempt to capture the Count, Anakin Skywalker has gone missing. Having lost contact with Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi heads toward his friend's last known location, a lone Separatist frigate in the far reaches of the Outer Rim. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 36th Dooku Deceiving episode. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other, other Mandalorians in your covert, and if possible, are so inclined. And on Apple Podcasts, give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They are uh, absolutely critical for small independent shows like ours to to stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. Uh, remember, we, there are a million podcasting options for you to listen to, and uh, we appreciate that you've taken the time to check out this show, and we hope that uh, we've earned your trust and your loyalty over the past year or so that we've been doing this. Uh, please also head over to our parent website, 3bzine.com. You can find a link to all the other shows on the network, which includes Beer Night in San Diego, our pop culture-centric podcast, the TomCast Podcast, also being sort of rebranded as, as the, our Marvel podcast, but what are you going to do? Marvel's just cranking out the content right now. And then, obviously, our show, MandoVision. You can also check out the sweet merch at our store Envy page if you want to support the show that way. Um, as, as you know, we are reviewing... Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the animated series, and I've been having a lot of fun with this so far. I hope you guys are all enjoying the ride that we're going on, reconnecting with all these characters. And uh, today we're here to do Season 1, Episode 11, Dooku Captured. Uh, this is, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting episode. A lot to kind of get into with this one. And uh, before we do that, we do have to do one thing first. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. This is how you thank me for rescuing you? Pounce on me from the ceiling? Kinda difficult without a lightsaber. Thanks. Did you manage to locate Dooku before landing in jail? Well, I know he's on board. I might have been able to do something about it if I'd had my weapon. It was important for you to arrive without it, so your capture would be convincing. Oh, they were convinced, all right. But how come I'm the one getting caught all the time? It doesn't look good. When you're a Jedi Master, you can make the plan. That's just it. How can I become a Jedi Master if I'm always getting caught? At least you're a master at getting caught. Very funny. Hey, all right, we're back. Your buckets are firmly attached to your heads, and that's the key. Always wear your bucket. Come on. As we stated, this is Season 1, Episode 11, Dooku Captured. Original air date, January 2nd, 2009, and we have a... Well, let's just keep the plot kind of simple. During their own attempt to kidnap Count Dooku, Anakin and Obi-Wan discover that the Sith Lord has already been captured by pirates. Bazinga. <laughs> it's a, it, this is an interesting episode, for sure. Um, there's a lot to kind of 
kind of talk about it as we get into it, but obviously we still have to do our, 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 our credits here. This episode is directed by Jesse Yee, written by Julie C., Scott Murphy, and Henry Gilroy. Our cast for the episode, once again, Matt Lanter returns as Anakin Skywalker, James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, the amazing, the talented, the irrepressible Jim Cummings as the one, the only, Hondo Onaka. Corey Burton as Count Dooku, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, Ian Abercrombie as Chancellor Palpatine, Tom Kane is Yoda and our narrator, Terrence T.C. Carson returns as Mace Windu, Greg Ellis as Turk Falso, D. Bradley Baker once again. Uh, well, no, not the clones in this episode. He's playing a Pilf Muckmuck, which I believe is the, uh, the Wakandian lizard monkey in this episode. And then Catherine Tabor as Padme Amidala. There is our voice talent for the episode. Uh, and, and you know, you mentioned it. This is a, sort of a loaded episode. It's part one of two. Ooh, excuse me. The microphone just fell out. That's That was unfortunate, but an easily correctable mistake here on the on the Mandovision podcast. We, we, you know, us, us Mandalorians, we just, we, we roll with it. When our microphones fall, we pick them up and we carry on. That is the way. <laughs> uh, I like this episode. It is the debut of Hondo. Onaka, who, uh, in my opinion, is, is is a really fun character on the Star Wars The Clone Wars series. I believe we even catch up with Hondo in his later years in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, but Hondo was a character I always liked, sort of like the, the double-triple-crossing pirate, always out to profit, always willing to, you know, cut a deal and then betray it, if he, you know, if it serves his purposes, if it, if it helps him and his people, his the pirates in his service, in his charge. Uh, so I like Hondo and, and, and having an incredible voice actor like Jim Cummings uh, playing a, a recurring character of a, like, like Hondo is just really, really neat. And, you know, if, if you're not if you're not 100 percent familiar with Jim Cummings work, I mean, uh, let's let, let's just say Winnie the Pooh. I mean, he's Winnie the Pooh, but he's also been in a trillion other things, too, like pretty much any kind of animated series. Jim Cummings has, has shown up as somebody on it. I mean, the, the, the man just it. it the irrepressible, multi-talented, multifaceted voice actor, uh, and I, I think it's really neat that he has uh, such a, a, a wonderfully memorable, uh, re- 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 recurring character. Excuse me, my goodness, uh, in in Hondo Onaka, and uh, you know another reason why I like this episode of the show too is it's a little bit of a departure from from what we get. Uh, with the you know the Clone Wars stuff, most of the Clone Wars, the majority of the Clone Wars episodes, so very very focused on the on the Republic and the Separatists, the clones and the droids, and that's all great. No no, no knock on any of that stuff, but I I dig the the underworld aspects of the Star Wars galaxy so very very much, and and to see some episodes that kind of dive into that into that a little bit, and sort of talk about, uh, you know, or not not necessarily talk about, but show us. Like the underbelly of the of the galaxy, I think it's always fun. It's it's always a fun thing to explore. I mean, a lot of our characters um, that that are so ingrained in our memories are sort of like the the fringe players, you know, like the, like the bounty hunters and the gangsters and and the rogues. You know, there's a there's a lot of uh, a charm in in that in, in that character. You know, you have your your black, your white, your good guy, your bad guys, and when you, when you, when you look at the 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 Republic versus the Separatists, or you know, more classically, the the rebellion versus the empire, um, but I, I like I like those characters with the shades of gray all over them. I mean, it's it's 
part of the charm of so much of the, of the Star Wars galaxy is, is is those characters who are kind of in the muck in between, and they're just trying to make a living. And that is is Hondo Onaka. He is a pirate. He is trying to make his way in the galaxy, uh, much like much like our, our main man, Mister Boba Fett himself, much like Jango Fett, just trying to make his way in the galaxy. And he and he does so as the leader of a gang of weak way pirates. And you know why not? Why not? So I'm a big fan of of Hondo. Uh, this is a part one of a two-part episode, and is sort of the tradition. <laughs> and I don't mean that uh, tradition is not the right word, but it's, it's sort of been the pattern thus far. The first parts are always a little slow; they 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 really do ramp up. But there's a lot of nice stuff in this episode, um, and and you know let, let's let's kind of get into it. Our, our Jedi fortune cookie, the winding path to peace, is always a worthy one, regardless of how many turns it takes. All right, so. In that in that opening recap, the narration from Tom Kane, uh, it it almost feels like we missed an episode, right? Like I, I I remember thinking that when I first watched the episode back in two thousand nine, and I still think it about I still think it now. I was like, wait, did I miss something? When did Anakin attempt to capture Count Dooku? Uh, you know, it's in it. They do a good job of catching us up and and letting us know, like, no, 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 this was just like a diversionary plan. You know, you don't need to know the details. All that matters is that Anakin is captured and detained by Count Dooku on a Separatist battleship, and that Obi Wan is en route to rescue him, and it's all part of the plan, as as we as we get to find out. Uh, the uh, a little bit of an interesting quirk. I thought it was a little strange when when uh, when Obi Wan enters the 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 prison chamber, the cell that's holding Anakin. Uh, and Anakin is is up in the rafters, ready to to pounce on him. Um, shouldn't they kind of sense each other? Just a thought. Just a thought. Maybe there's some kind of force dampening thing going on in those in those cells. I don't know. And also, I mean, even if they didn't sense each other, you would think that uh, the 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 Padawan would recognize his Jedi Master as he walked through the 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 room. So it's it's you know it, I think it made for a. a, a a funny kind of entrance uh, with each other. But it was like, meh, I don't know, that makes a ton of sense. But okay, okay. Uh, and then we get that funny exchange that we just used to open the segment up where they kind of talk about Anakin not really being a fan of always being the one to be captured for these plans and, you know, being a master of being captured and stuff like that. I like that pretty, pretty, I think that's a pretty good back and forth between the two of them. Uh, but they do tend to bicker a little bit in this episode, and I, I, I think it kind of escalates as the episode progresses uh, because of the frustration of not being able to achieve their mission. Uh, the, the back and forth gets a little bit more heated, I think, but particularly on Anakin's side. He seems to be a little frustrated with the way things are going. And as we saw in our last episode, uh, Jedi getting frustrated and lashing out, not going to go well for them. Uh, uh, pour one out for, for, for uh, Nedar Veb. Oh, well. So, say la vie, sir. Say la vie. Um, so, yeah. I mean, let, let's let, let's kind of get into it. Of course, Anakin and Obi-Wan are now going to go and, and capture Dooku together. That's the plan. They're together. They're united. They have their lightsabers. Um, by the way, an interesting reference of something that will come up later, Anakin without his lightsaber. That has a factor in this, and we'll talk more about that when it comes up later again in the episode. So Obi-Wan and Anakin arrive at Doku's chambers. They find him in meditation. And of course, as is, is the way for bad guys in the Star Wars galaxy, particularly during the Clone Wars era, there's always an escape plan. Uh, so, you know, after training some, some barbs, Doku launches himself, Dooku launches himself down this, this chute. Uh, and Anakin 
jumps down in pursuit. Uh, it leads to a shuttle bay because it's time for Dooku to get the heck out of there. This leads to a subtle shuttle chase. Again, some more good back and forths during there in this between Obi-Wan and Anakin as they pursue uh, the capture of Count Dooku. Uh, and eventually you get a little bit of some space combat, some minor stuff. But uh, both both vessels, Obi-Wan and Anakin's and Count Dooku's, become damaged and they crash land on the planet uh, Vancor. And, well, Dooku's there first. He arrives and he makes his way into some caves. Uh, he's going to hide out and, and elude the Jedi pursuers. Well, Obi-Wan and Anakin arrive to do the same thing. And they, they follow Dooku into the caves. And, um, well, Dooku gets the better of them, as is uh, not too super surprising. Uh, he triggered, Dooku himself triggers some uh, some cave-ins, some rocks falling. Again, more Jedi moving rocks. I mean, that it's a, it's a recurring theme. It's funny that it gets talked about in, in The Last Jedi a little bit. but And then you kind of go back and you watch these shows, and you're like, yeah, the Jedi really did move a lot of rocks, didn't they? And when I say Jedi, I mean Dooku. So Sith Lords also move rocks as well. You know, a lot of rock moving if you have the Force. It's it's just one of those things. So with Anakin and Obi-Wan trapped in the caves now, Dooku prepares to leave. He's going to make his way out casually and whatnot. What's also interesting about Anakin and Obi-Wan being trapped there, uh, Dooku, Dooku recovers Anakin's lightsaber. So Anakin once again loses his lightsaber. Uh, this is... is pointed out by by Obi-Wan later on. Uh, and I, I found this to be a, a, a fairly fun callback to Attack of the Clones when, when Anakin loses his lightsaber when they're pursuing uh, Zam Wessel in, 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 the under, in, the, in the lower levels of Coruscant. You know, the, the Claudite bounty hunter who will eventually... Uh, it will shortly be murdered by Jango Fett in the film once they catch up to her. And uh, Anakin losing his lightsaber seems to be a bit of a recurring theme. And, and so I thought that was kind of a fun callback to the film and Anakin's sort of uh, ability to, to drop that thing at inappropriate and unwelcome times. Uh, and again, this is where some of the back and forth kind of escalates and it gets a little uh, a little bickery for me. I don't know if I'm reading too much into that. I don't know what you all thought when you watched that scene, how it plays out. I thought it was a little bickery, um, especially Anakin's it's kind of like the tone he takes with Obi-Wan. It's not very, you know, obviously Obi-Wan and Anakin have a very unconventional uh, relationship and partnership uh, because they are uh, as much brothers as they are master and apprentice. Uh, so it, they're, they're, the, the dynamic is very unique when you compare them to other Jedi apprentices and masters that we meet later on in the show and that we've even even the little bit that we've seen up to this point. Uh, it's, it's something that is always interesting to note. You know, when we start seeing more Jedi and their apprentices. I mean, the, the the relationship is very much that. It is master and apprentice. You know, there is a, a defined um, status, you know, like one is respectful and benevolent to the other in, in that sense of like, you know, the respectfulness shown of, of a student to a teacher. Uh, that doesn't really work out for Obi-Wan and Anakin. They've never really had that. And it's, you know, whether it's because they were sort of uh, forced together by by Qui Gon Jinn, or you know perhaps Obi Wan just had to embrace an unconventional teaching method with Anakin, who was an unconventional student. You know, obviously coming to the temple as late as he did, and with with emotional attachments already, so it was harder for for uh, Anakin. And perhaps that is is part of the reason why Obi Wan forged more of a brotherly relationship with him because 
attachment was going to have to be part of his training and he would have to learn how to sever attachment. So he made himself into like a brother figure. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. And, and I think they'll, they'll kind of talk about this more as the show sort of evolves and goes on and we, and we get to closer. We explore more closely uh, some of the things that draw Anakin towards the dark side, even before the events of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and and we'll get there. And like I said, it's it's sort of fun to uh, explore and, and, and do a little anal- analysis on Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship because it is, you know, by by what we know of of the master and apprentice relationship, very different, very unique. Uh, I should mention that as as we are in this cave, uh, we come across Gundarks. Hey, now you might remember that reference. Uh, Han Solo makes that reference in The Empire Strikes Back. Tells Luke Skywalker he looks strong enough to pull the ears off a Gundark. And now we see what a Gundark is. And apparently it's the mother of all Gundarks. And uh, they mean some serious business. They look quite intimidating, quite imposing. Uh, and again, a fun reference, a fun call back to something that you know fans had been hearing since 1980, the first time they watched The Empire Strikes Back. By the way, happy 40... Well, I guess it's... Because it's 41 years now, that's 2021. But you know what I'm saying, The Empire Strikes Back? Oh, so good. So good. Love thing about The Empire Strikes Back. Makes me so, so happy. But back to this show. So, as our heroes are trapped inside the cave, Dooku makes his way back to the ships, and we find pirates scavenging, going through the wreckage. And this is where we first encounter Hondo. And they have a good back and forth. And they offer assistance to Dooku. And... They, you know, if Dooku thinks that they're not, they're just being like benevolent and nice and kind out of the goodness of their hearts. Um, yeah, I think he knows better. Come on, let's be honest. He's he's a Sith Lord at this point, and uh, Dooku's seen the galaxy. He knows what's going on here. He may kind of play it the way that he does. I think, but I think he's not surprised by by uh, by Hondo attempting to shake him down later on. So we'll kind of fast forward a little bit. Let's let's get to the point, the part. I want to play the scene where they arrive. On, uh, on 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 Florium, Florium, and and uh, Hondo and, and and Dooku have a little little chit chat, and I, I really I really enjoyed this scene here. So let's go ahead and play it. Welcome to Florum. Lose your flashy sword? Are these what you were looking for, Jedi? I am more powerful than any Jedi. Know that you are dealing with a Sith Lord. You're still outnumbered. The leader of the Clanker army. And a Sith Lord, no less. Someone is sure to pay a pretty price for you. Provide me with the proper means of communications. I will arrange for any ransom to be paid. And you will arrange for your armies to crush us as well. You don't survive in the Outer Rim. By being stupid. If the separatists will pay to get you back, chances are the Republic will offer even more. And there we go. <laughs> I, again, I like that scene. I, li- I like Hondo. I like this sort of uh, the cunning of, of Hondo o- Onaka, and and I think that's one reason why they, why he sort of endears himself uh, as as a bit of a fan favorite in the way he's the shifting alliances, the shifting loyalties, but always sort of with this uh, weird. Uh, or this weird charm and this weird uh, 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 lightness to him, you know? He's not a heavy, dark character. Uh, he just, he does, he's a survivalist in, in a lot of senses, but he kind of does it with a bit of a grin as, uh, as, he, as he shifts 
his allegiances from moment to moment to whatever helps him get to the next situation and hopefully come out on top with a few extra credits in his pocket. All right, so our heroes are in a bit, a bit of danger back in the cave. The Gundarks are chasing after him. Uh, now there's gas shooting out out of the, the out of the floors of the cave, and it's it's not the good kind of gas if there is a good kind of gas. Uh, toxic, going to render them dead or inert and then killed by Gundarks. We're not quite sure, but they're they're not in good shape and they're trapped in that cave. Still close. Still, uh, they're trying to make their way out, but they're going to have to get a little help here. And uh, let's open it with a bit of an explosion. So uh, uh, brace yourself. Come on, Obi-Wan. Don't give up now. <laughs> what was that? I have no idea. Master! <laughs> Looks like I got here just in time. Uh, what do you mean, just in time? You were in very big trouble. Trouble? We were simply searching for Count Dooku. <laughs> We had the situation well under control, my little Padawan. Oh, I see. So, which part of the situation did you have under control? The blocked entrance, the poison gas, or that Gundark behind you? Gundark? Oh, you mean the one that's too far away to worry about? Block the entrance! And they blocked the entrance. I like that scene. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Uh, Ahsoka's a little, you know... She's a little Ahsoka at that point, but it's okay. She kind of earns it at that point because Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin have not done very well on their own, and they obviously needed Ahsoka to show up and save the day for them. All right, and from here we go to Coruscant as, as Hondo sort of lays down the terms of turning over his prisoner, Count Dooku, to the Republic forces. Check it out. I like I'd like this too. It will cost you a million credits. The payment will be in spies. Delivered in an unarmed diplomatic ship. We will need proof he's alive before agreeing to your terms. Let me present your fearless Sith Lord. I'm afraid he's too embarrassed to speak. A hologram can be faked. You want proof? This is his lightsaber. Hmm. Yes. Belongs to Dooku. That lightsaber does. This scum having possession of Dooku's lightsaber proves nothing. If you refuse, I'm sure the Separatist Council will be more than willing to meet my price. We may never have a better chance to capture Count Dooku. So this is this is when they they mention that Obi-Wan and Anakin are in the area. They can go check it out and verify that it's Count Dooku. And this is where Anakin and Obi-Wan kind of get a chance to to uh, uh, correct their mistake by being the ones who, maybe they don't they're not the ones who capture Count Dooku, but they can recover Count Dooku and bring him back to the Republic for trial or whatever it is they're going to do uh, to force an end to the Clone Wars. Again, we're not quite sure what they want to do, but they they're gonna they're gonna get a chance to kind of get a little bit of redemption here with with uh, with Hondo being the one to have and uh, to have Count Dooku in chains. So we fast forward a little bit. Obi Wan and Anakin arrive on on Florum. They're there to verify Dooku's you know that it's really Count Dooku. They they meet with the pirates the 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 Wequans. Uh Again, we see the we see the Kowakian lizard monkey monkey lizard. Yeah, Kowokian monkey lizard. Excuse me, my goodness. 
Uh, something I, I wanted to mention too. I, I it slipped my mind when we were first introduced to to Hondo and his pirates, uh, and it, especially as we see the their their ship, their spaceship, flying and arriving in Florum. Uh, obviously, it's it's a, a big reference to uh, like movies of the 1950s. You know, alien movies, the flying saucer, even the sort of sound effect that it makes, uh, very reminiscent of, the, of those of those early uh, sci-fi movies, and you know, around the you know the beginning of the Cold War era, the 1950s, and how you know those movies were metaphors for you know the Red Scare and invasion and stuff like that. I thought that was an interesting sort of. Uh, 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 Interesting reference, an interesting throwback to make their ship to be basically a giant flying saucer. Perhaps Hondo Anaka has come to planet Earth before. Maybe not. Probably not. Be my guess. It's boring here. It's at this point that Obi-Wan and Anakin do, in fact, verify that it is Count Dooku in custody of Hondo Anaka. And uh, there's a interesting little back and forth between them as they sort of taunt Dooku as he hangs there suspended uh, with those... those uh, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of uh, restraints, what kind of binding it is, but it's it's reminiscent to what Dooku had put Obi Wan in during an Attack of the Clones. So, you know, a little similar there, a little a little uh, reversing of the of the table, turning of the tables, uh, as it was we kind of get like a reverse image of that. As this time, uh, Obi Wan walks around and taunts Dooku for being captured. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play a little bit of that scene. Not we're not gonna play the whole thing, but let's play a little bit of it. Soon. Soon you'll be brought to trial by the Senate, and most likely spend a very long time in a cell just like this one. And that's if you're lucky. Oh, my naive young Jedi, you must be overly optimistic if you think these Weequayans plan to let you leave this planet. <laughs> They're planet-hopping thieves looking for a quick score. They have no interest in picking a fight with Jedi. They are devious and deceitful, and most importantly, stupid. It's a wonder you don't get along with them, Dooku. You have so much in common. You underestimate them at your own peril, Kenobi. So, Obi-Wan and Anakin head back out uh, to hang out with the pirates to kind of uh, officially announce that the deal is going to be made, that uh, the... the you know, Hondo's going to get paid, and the pirates are going to get paid. I, I thought this it was funny. I like how in the background, as Obi-Wan and Anakin are talking, uh, you watch, like, two Jawas get into a fight. Something about that made me laugh really hard. Like, so, like this big guy kind of punches a Jawa, and then, like, the Jawa leaps on him, and then another Jawa shows up, and they just start beating the crap out of each other. Look for that in the background. That, that, that amused me. That tickled me uh, in a way that I didn't expect it to. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're basically coming to the end of the episode right here. So something interesting of note, they're gonna they're gonna have a drink here with the pirates. Hondo is gonna try and turn the tables. He's he, he's made the signal. They're gonna poison the drinks, knock the Jedi out, and then probably ransom the Jedi to the Separatists. Right? That seems like the way for Hondo to maximize his profits. The Jedi are are, are very leery of the situation. They're very aware. Obi Wan and Anakin do a neat move uh, where they 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 switch the cups with the the two drunk guys next to them. The drunk guys don't notice, so that they are the ones. The pirates are the ones who who are passed out, and, and not Obi Wan and Anakin. Uh, and there's an interesting, I like the, the, this kind of interesting conversation between Anakin and Obi Wan that closes out the episode. Uh, but what, one of the things I wanted to mention that I thought was pretty interesting was um, the music in 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 this uh, this hideout for for the for the Wequ- Wequ- the Wequayan pirates. My goodness, uh, and and Hondo Anaka and, and his and his and his and his group. 
my goodness. On my brain, I'm so tired today. I apologize. The, the, the words are not coming as quickly and as easily as they normally do. So I apologize for that. Um, uh, it, the, the music in the background, we heard it a little bit earlier when, when Obi-Wan and Anakin first arrived as well. Uh, but in this scene in particular, it, it, to me, it has like this, a very uh, kind of like, like Bollywood aspect to it. Um, you know, like, like Indian cinema from from the from yeah you know the Bollywood movies you know what I'm trying to say it it, it listen to it and, and see what you think do I, am I way off base am I am I am I imagining things it, it sounds like 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 a Bollywood musical number is about to break out here and happen and uh, I found that very interesting and very intriguing uh, but in the in the meantime let's go ahead and play the the the, the closing scene uh, we're about to hear Anakin and Obi Wan the Obi Wan will be proposing a toast. Hondo's going to walk away, assuming he's about to drug the Jedi. Um, and then again, here's the interesting conversation between Anakin and Obi-Wan that I, I liked to close out the show. Listen to that music. To a successful transaction. And there's the cup trick. To powerful pirates and new friends of the Republic. <laughs> Enjoy your evening, gentlemen. I still don't get it. Get what? How a bunch of drunken pirates managed to catch Dooku when we couldn't. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned here. <sighs> I still don't get it. It's to remind us to be humble and never too proud to accept a gift when it comes our way. Well, to unexpected gifts then. Here, here. And here's where the pirates get drugged and pass out. We continue to pull back. The waitress who drugged them stares off. And we close out the show. Hey, pretty neat, right? Not too bad. Um, my closing thoughts on the show. I I like this episode just fine. Um, I'm I I like the stuff with Hondo. The I got a little not bored or tired of necessarily, but like the bickering between Anakin and Obi Wan was a little it was maybe a notch too high for me. Like it got a little intense, particularly when they're in the cave system. Um, I think this episode is probably about a 6.5. I, I might knock it up to a 7 just because I like Hondo so much and his introduction in this episode. Uh, but things do pick up a little bit more in, in part two. And that, again, that's sort of the, the key thing to remember that this is, this is a, a two part episode, not like super directly, you know, there's no like cliffhanger moment or anything like that. But you know, the Jedi, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are aware that Hondo did try to drug them and knock them out and, Take, make, take them prisoners as well. And you have to keep in mind the, the sort of warning that Dooku issued to not take these these pirates lightly and to not believe that they're they're just going to simply allow the Jedi to leave and that they're simply going to allow Dooku to be taken to the Republic. They're, Hondo is a man with plans within plans. And uh, that's something always to keep in mind about him. So yeah, I, I, I kind of lean towards the 6.5 of the episode. I, I could be persuaded that it's a seven, but I'm going to go six, five on, on this for the most part. And, uh, that's what we're going to say about episode 11 of season one, Dooku captured, uh, pretty, again, solid enough, by far, not the worst episode. Um, and enjoyable. There's enough, enjo there's enough enjoyment in this episode to, to give it a rewatch. If you haven't seen it in a, in a little while. Um, and with that, I think we're gonna have to close out the show because, I have nothing else to say about Dooku Captured. And we have to get ready to do the next episode because episode 11, I'm sorry, my goodness, episode 12 is coming soon. 
Get ready for that one. We have all kinds of good stuff. We're not stopping the we're not stopping the podcast. We're not, we're going to continue cranking out Star Wars: The Clone Wars season one episodes um, in, until until we take a break in May when it's time for Star Wars: The Bad, Bad Batch. That's where we're, we're going to put a pin in our Star Wars: The Clone Wars reviews episodes so that we can focus on the Bad Batch. Now it's entirely possible. I haven't one hundred percent decided, but I may still do one-ish episodes of reviews at the same time. I mean, if you're enjoying getting two episodes of, of MandoVision a week, maybe we can find a way to keep that going. So keep that in mind. Let me know. Reach out. Hit me up. You know the best way to get a hold of the show is on social media and email. Our social media links, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. My goodness. And you can email the, email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Remember, we are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora Music, and, and so many, many more. If there's something we're not on, please let me know, and I will make sure to make make, make the show available on that format for you. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you can take the time to give a five-star review, that is immensely helpful. We would love it so very, very much, and I will probably read it on the show, as long as it's not filled with all kinds of dirty words. I, I might even read it with dirty words. I might just change the dirty words. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. I'm, I'm having so much fun doing this. I'm enjoying the fact that everyone else seems to be enjoying that I'm doing this. And we're going to talk very, very soon. Remember, these are coming out twice a week. Mondays, Fridays. Mondays, Fridays. And uh, for the foreseeable future. So keep your bucket on. It's just easier that way. Don't, I, you, know, you, don't, you don't need me to remind you at the beginning of the show. If you just have your bucket on already, you're just, that means you're locked in and you're ready to go from that moment. All right, this is the Mandovision Podcast. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening once again. And remember, there is only one way to end this podcast, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.